Welcome to the Joyful Learning Podcast. I'm Melanie Kovac, your host. What does the future of learning look like? And how can we make it joyful? The future is already here. It's just not yet evenly distributed, as the famous quote by William Gibson says. In this podcast, you'll hear from the innovators and entrepreneurs in education, the movers and shakers who are building the future of learning. Today, I talk with Christian von Ollenhausen. He's the founder of the edtech startup Teachy, a platform for tutoring here in Switzerland. We talk about how he combined his love for tutoring with building a startup. He shares how they do the matching between a tutor and a pupil and why he says no to a lot of cool things. And last but not least, he shares how they brought their tutoring online within a week due to Corona instead of in a year how it was planned. Welcome, Christian. Thank you for having me here, Melanie. Thank you. It's great to have you. First question that I always ask is, what did you want to be when you grew up as a child? Oh, that's a very difficult question. I think it was to be, I want to be on the moon. As an to, astronaut? Yes, I want, wanted to be an astronaut. And is that what led you to study math? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> this was a complete other time. But still, I, I really love uh, the universe and planets and um, studying the galaxy. Uh -huh. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. So how did you move from wanting to be an astronaut one day to studying math and then uh, starting your own startup? Oh, that's a long story. Uh, today I'm 34. Uh, when I wanted to be an astronaut, I think I was a child. <laughs> and when I went to school, I was pretty bad in, in languages. I loved mathematics. So I love to calculate and solve equations. And I had a lot of fun by, by doing this. <laughs> and hard uh, to I imagine, was, but yeah, uh, hard to I imagine. can see you do that. <laughs> I, I really like to solve difficult problems. I like problems. Mm -hmm. And I, I really like them if they are quite difficult. And did that lead you into the startup world? Kind of, you tried to find the most difficult problem to solve and, and that's how you started teaching or, or how did that happen? No, when I was 11 years old, I wanted to make some money to buy some newspapers, computer build, for example, in Germany. And I had mm -hmm. no money. And then I asked my parents what I can do. And they said, yeah, you can teach math. And the first thing I did, I teached math for a six-year-old girl, and I really liked it. And since then, every week I had like a pupil and I teached pupils. And until today, I teach, I've teached, I believe, over 1,500 pupils on my own. Wow. And so, so over my, my lifetime, I became an expert in one-on-one -on -one teaching, and I, I love it until today doing this. And so how was the idea of Teachyborn? Because I, I know that there was another company called SOS Nachhilfe um, before that. So how did you go from teaching math as a tutor being 11 years old to founding then Teachy, how it is today? So later I studied mathematics in Heidelberg. I finished my master there and I financed my life there with the tutoring. And I also love doing this at this time. And later on, I um, 
got a job in a bank because all of my friends said, if you want to make money, you, you need to go to a bank. I know, I mean, you are a mathematician. So go to the bank. And I did this, but it was a mistake. I learned that it's nothing for me. And then I moved to, or I stood in the same area of finance, but I moved to consulting because it's like, it was uh, easy to go there because it's the, like, it was the same area but it was more people-based work. And I liked this. And then I, I met a guy, his name was uh, Thomas Eck. And he asked me to build a startup with him in Switzerland in Thun. And I said, yes. So that's how you moved to Switzerland. Yes. Really? So uh, how did that happen? You, you met him in, in Germany. Yes, we, we worked. Job. Yes, right. We worked together. We liked us. And someday, uh, a year later, he asked me, He said uh, he will be the CEO there. We have a lot of money. We have no employees. We have nothing but uh, a lot of space. Do you want to build the, the startup with me? And of course, I did not study like uh, I, have, I have no MBA or did not study business administration. Uh, and well, I, said, I guess yes. that doesn't help to build a company. <laughs> I thought so, Okay. to be honest. And I said yes, because I like, like challenges. This is the way I, I do things. So I said yes, and I moved to Switzerland. And then I helped him like build the company for three years. And we built the company from scratch, from two people to 40. Wow. And I really learned a lot. So for me, it was the first time to really be in touch with a startup, to learn everything from the start until you have a company running. And it's, it was a, an amazing experience for me. And then three years later, I thought maybe I can combine my, my love for tutoring with my knowledge in startups. And then I started the first company. The name was SOS Nachhilfe. Mm -hmm. And we won the, the first place in Bern at a like, competition. And from there on, we, we participated with a few accelerator programs, like, for example, at the EPFL, the Kickstart program. And there we developed the concept of TG. And so that's why you renamed the SOS Nachhilfe or, or why was that? Yeah, one mentor, his name is Patrick Fenner from Swisscom. She, he, he was head of learning at Swisscom and responsible for 17,000 people. And he said, your branding is like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... Um, From this point on, we, we worked on a complete rebrand and we worked on a new concept. And um, yeah, the, the result was uh, or is today Tichi. Yeah, and I, I, I just uh, checked the website before our conversation and I must say I really like it. So I believe you, you learned a lot uh, about branding and it, it's an impressive first impression when you visit the website. So for the ones who don't know Tichi, pitch to us, what does Tichi do in maybe two or three sentences? Yeah, we help the young generation to get better grades in school so that they can achieve their educational goals. And what we do, we do one-on-one -on -one tutoring and we do like a brain matching. So what we do, we have a look on the thinking style of the pupil and the tutor. Mm -hmm. So we have a look at the chemistry between the tutor and the pupils is like great and afterwards they start learning that sounds great so why, why 
for the ones who are not into that topic, why is it important that the pupil and the tutor have a similar thinking style? And why do you match them according to that? Okay, let's, uh, let's make an example. Imagine you have a tutor, he's, and he's a leader, a true leader. And then you have a pupil, he's also a leader. What do you think will happen? They, two, two egos crashing, or <laughs> I don't exactly, know. Exactly. Okay. So it's, it's not so easy. So we have developed an, an algorithm where you can see which matches work and which matches do not work. And does and the algorithm learn based on your experiences? Not yet, but this is the, like the next step we want to implement. Oh, great. And, and how, how well does it work currently? Like how often do you need to change the, the pupil and, and the tutor that you've matched uh, with your algorithm? Not very often, I think like 5%. Mm-hmm. So our, our customers are very happy and we have a, like, a huge retention rate. And in the moment we, we want to like make it even better. But the key is to make the matchmaking right, put a lot of effort in the beginning of the, the phase before the learning starts. And so how, what do you do there? How do you guarantee like the matching works? Is it all the algorithm or, or is there still manual work how do i have to imagine that process yeah, the process is very easy so first of all we have like a conversation with the pupil and uh, the parents and then they get a few questions mm-hmm. they need like 10 minutes to fill out all of the questions and afterwards they receive their profile of their f- thinking style and afterwards we match this profile with our 150 tutors and afterwards the pupils can test the tutors for free. And we, out of the, the algorithm, we like get a, a ranking. So for example, the best, the best match we believe is Nadia. Then the pupil can test her for free. And afterwards- how, how does that work? How, how can they test a tutor? Ah, they have like a, a trial lecture. Okay. And they meet and they, they like have a date, let's say a, a, learning, <laughs> a learning date. Yeah. Can we learn together for the next months? Yeah. Yeah, I guess there is more than just the thinking side, right? It's also the chemistry that needs to work. Uh, I, I imagine that must be hard to all solve with an algorithm. Yeah, of course, it's difficult, but uh, you know, you have a lot of um, studies out there. And uh, since two years, we, are, we do research on this topic with a psychologist. Also, we have... 30,000 lectures in our mm-hmm. pocket. So we have a lot of experience with doing one-on-one lectures. And we combined like the experience we have in tutoring with results in science right now. Mm-hmm. And what would be a good match? Because before you brought the example of like, what would happen if you matched two leaders? Um, what would be an example that, that matches well? So first of all, what, what is a match? A match is like a situation when the pupil says, oh, wow, I really want to work with this tutor. And it's like there's a decision for the, for the teacher. Because in school, you don't have the, the like, possibility to choose. And there also lies a, a secret. At a teacher, you like, can choose your teacher. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I guess that that's the magic, right? Because I remember not liking some subjects in school just purely because I didn't like the teacher and then I didn't like the subject either. And on the other hand, some really good teachers made me interested in topics I would probably not have been interested just by myself. Yeah, I agree totally. I mean, everybody I know has uh, has made the experience of having a good teacher or a bad teacher. And you see that the relationship is so important for the learning situation. And we, we believe this totally. I believe this after my 20 years of tutoring, that the chemistry between two people in one-on-one -on -one situations is, uh, is so important. It's not everything, of course, but we believe it's the, it's the first thing that needs to be good mm -hmm. to start and to have good results or to have the, like, the starting point of having good results in the future. Yeah, because I, I keep also hearing in, in another field, in the coaching field, that the coach-coachee relationship is super important for the success of the coaching, for example. So, yeah, I guess it, it must be the same in, in the relationship with the, between the pupil and the, the tutor. That's true. I agree totally. And so... It, it it actually sounds not so different from a matchmaking uh, for like dating. It's very easy. So Annette, uh, she's our psychologist. Before she started working with us, she made her bachelor in working on dating algorithm. So it's really easy, but it's another field. Yeah. So you have uh, completely different factors. And of course, the algorithm is completely different, but the concept behind this idea is, is just the same. Yeah. You have two people, they are different. And now we have to find out who can work with each other and who is not a match. And this is what we are working on. It's, it's really amazing to, to see the, if you have a good match, you see They are working all the time and um, they meet week and for weeks and weeks and weeks and you see the, the results. I could imagine you also using this algorithm in areas like people who are trying to find a job or employers who are trying to find the right match or especially with co-founder dating. Have you ever thought about using your algorithm at a later point in time for, for such uh, ventures? No, to be honest, I read a book from uh, Jim Collins. Mm -hmm. uh, the name was From Good to Great. Yes, we'll link it in the show notes. So my answer on this question is no, because <laughs> I believe that if you want to have success in, in something, you really need to focus on one thing and like do it really good. The consequence is that you have to say no to a lot of really cool things. And th this is the hard thing. Yeah. But I believe, so, I mean, the, our goal is to, to make Tichi to one of the biggest players in, the, in, Euro, in Europe for one-on-one tutoring. And I mean, it's a lot of work to, to grow the company to this stage. So what did you have to say no to when you say focus is, is key and you have to say no to a lot? Yeah, yesterday I was asked to found a new business. To like mm -hmm. the same with uh, with another co-founder in in the B2B market, so for companies. So I mean, there's another idea you have. Uh, imagine Swisscom. Yeah. You have about 20,000 employees in Switzerland. 
-hmm. And you have a lot of questions, but also you have a lot of experts. It's like the same ecosystem. And you, you could build a program, a software where you can see who is an expert. And then you can book the expert in-house, for example, to decrease the, the amount of hours you, you need external consultants or the speed to solve a problem. And I said no. Wow. How, how did that feel? It feels good because I know, I know what I want to do. I know the purpose of the company. And I see that the company is growing. And in the moment, we have 140 tutors and 13 employees, and it's growing. It's it's getting bigger and bigger. And it, it, it took a, a lot of energy to to make it good so that the customer is happy. And this is this is our purpose. That's great to hear. So that, you, that you're saying this, uh, you sound positive, but I'd love to hear a bit more in detail, especially how you handled the last three, four challenging months, the, the crisis with COVID-19 and how it affected Tichi and your business, your pupils and, and you personally. Yeah, it was a hard time. So four months ago, we had planned 300 appointments for the week. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly a manager of uh, our building came to us and said, tomorrow at eight o'clock, the building is closed. Wow. Okay. This was like a, a shock. And the first thing I did, I, I called my employees and said, I'm out for two hours and I have to find a solution. And at the end of the week, All of the appointments were organized online. Wow. And uh, the team did great work, really. I'm, I'm so proud of the team. And our plan was to, to implement online tutoring a, um, in a year. But mm -hmm. Corona forced us like to do it in a week. Wow. Yeah. And we did it. We implemented the concept. We, we ordered uh, about 100 professional cameras. We filmed and um, created a new training program for tutors. We built a new website, everything within a week. And the weeks after, we, of course, we made it even better. And now we have a new system, new software, new website, and um, we are stronger than, be than before. Is there something that didn't work or that you would do differently, knowing what you know now? To be honest, no. Because we have a great network of mentors and every decision uh, we talk about with our great mentors, for example, from EO. I mean, we met at EO, Melanie. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The Entrepreneurs Organization. Yeah. Maybe you explain to the, to the listeners what it is. Yeah, sure. And we'll also link it in the show notes so people can find out more about it. So basically, it's an organization that started in the US, I don't know, 20 years ago, or I don't know how long, to be honest. It's a format where entrepreneurs meet and discuss on a monthly basis in a small group, not just professional challenges, but also personal challenges. And the two of us met in the Accelerator program. Exactly. Do you have anything to add? Was that a good pitch? No, I love this uh, group or this um, community. It's, it's just amazing for, for entrepreneurs like me or for us. You have so great mentors. And the cool thing is you, 
you don't do any mistakes or less mistakes because you have so many mentors they they have a huge knowledge about how to build a company right and you you can ask them well i guess it also depends on the type of personality you have because i'm sometimes super stubborn and even though people tell me not to do it a certain way i kind of you know how how you tell a kid not to touch the hot plate And I, I'm kind of probably the one that needs to try it themselves and see they they get burnt and then learn. Okay, this also works, I think. But it sounds great that you can learn so much from them. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, what we do with the children, one-on-one -on -one tutoring, we also live for us with our mentors. So I believe that a mentor that is like or has more experience, like me, for five or fifteen or twenty years can help me a lot to not do um, so many mistakes. Yeah. What is one, one, one mistake you didn't do because a mentor advised you? So something oh. you wanted to do differently and then they told you, no, better don't do that. Yeah, for example, continue the branding with SOS Nachhilfe. They, they said, don't do this. Find a new brand, find a new concept, find a new business model. I mean, yeah. we have also an advisory board of amazing people and they give a lot of advice. So Tichi is also a community of great people. It's not, it's not only about the mentors or the tutors. We have a lot of great people in our community that, that help us to, to expand or make the product even better. That's great to hear. Yeah, it takes, like they say, right? They, it takes a whole village to raise a child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Similar in the startup world. Yeah. yeah, and it needs a big community to build Tichi. Or it, it, it needs, you need, you need a big audience to build your podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, for now, I just really enjoy doing it. And yeah. I learned so much from guests like you. So that's it for now. And let's see where it goes. I'd love to ask you an exercise that you do maybe with your pupils or with the tutors or with your team that you can share and explain via audio? Yeah, of course. Um, I can share a lot of things, but I can share something that was really helpful the last four months for, for our team. And what we have implemented is like a daily rhythm or our, our daily huddle. Every day at 11 o'clock, 45, the whole team meets digital on Zoom for 15 minutes. And we ask three things. So everyone has about one to two minutes and we ask two, uh, three questions. What was your success the last 24 hours? What is your priority today? And what blocks you to do your work great? And my, my team hated me for implementing this. <laughs> Four months ago but now it, it works great so first of all we learned how to say things short to make it clear come mm -hmm. come to the point yeah And otherwise there is no lunch right if you do it just before lunch yes exactly great yes and the other side is um, every 24 hours you you are in contact and the communication is very transparent you see what the others are doing You see the, the success every day, every day, every day. And what do people share in terms of what blocks them? Do also personal challenges come up? 
no, it's really, it's, it's about the business. So a software is not working or a process is not, is not working or you need an information from somebody who, who does not answer, et cetera, et cetera. But I think if you want to, or you see it, if you want to grow a company fast, you need to solve the blocker very, very fast too. Yeah, and it's great that people are forced to bring it up, right? Like I also established this uh, rhythm of stand-ups, how we called them, or check-ins. For me, it was, was very great not to always feel like, or be interrupted during the day also, to have this rhythm and, and everything comes up at this time. And then, you know, where you can also focus or spend more time with, with a person afterwards. Yeah, another point that is very important is every employee wants to share what he has done. It's like a theater of uh, success. Everyone can share his, his progress. And afterwards, we, we clap in our hands. And this gives a good feeling to, to me and to the team. Christian, then share your success in the last 24 hours with us. <laughs> um, normally, we can prepare for this for five <laughs> minutes. So my success for the last 24 hours, I had contact with 40 clients. I, I set new appointments to organize holiday courses. Mm -hmm. We made three new deals with a revenue of 10,000. Um, we worked on our new app and uh, the concept of our wireframe is finished today and a lot of other things. Wow, but that sounds like a lot in 24 hours. In the end, I always ask my guests to give me a question for my next guest. And so my last guests were Stride. And so they asked me to ask you, what is the difference between the future of learning and the future of education for you? Maybe you have thought about it's it. A very, maybe it's not. a very interesting question. Uh, I believe education is like more fundamental. They're like principles. They are set and you can change. You cannot change them. But I think learning will change a lot in the future because of technology. So what are for you the, the principles that are set in education and how do you think learning will change? I mean, we have an educational system, right? Mm -hmm. And um, normally the educational system is very slow. Mm -hmm. So it will not change so fast. I mean, we know this as uh, ed tech entrepreneurs very good, but learning how to learn is really changing in the moment really fast. There are so many um, startups or so many new, so much new technology, new apps, new method um, methodologies, new companies, and maybe they can change with their new methods, processes, and technology, the uh, education at its mm -hmm. core. Well, I like that answer. Thanks for sharing. So then, of course, I'd like to ask you what kind of question you want me to ask to my next guest in the realm of learning and education. Yeah, my question is, how do you think will the educational system in Switzerland change during the next 50 years? Wow, 50 years. That, that's a long time span. Yes, I'm really curious to hear that answer. Thanks for joining me on the Joyful Learning Podcast. Uh, it was a pleasure, Christian. Yeah, it was a pleasure for me. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Joyful Learning Podcast. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now head over to melanikovac.com and there you'll find all the resources we mentioned in this episode. It's summer! I hope you all have some relaxing summer days. I also take a break. And so the last two episodes of this season will be released as soon as I'm back in the week of August 17th and the week afterwards. Enjoy summer!